It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans, and I am VA here with Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hello, I'm in the middle of nowhere, which is why I sound like this. That's okay. You still sound better than you did when you were when you were very choppy. So that's good. That's good. Not Nick. Let's try that other guy. Oh, Jeff. Well, I usually like to say he's on assignment. You know, when somebody's not here, like they're on assignment. But he is on some like cross Canada, and by cross Canada, I mean a couple of provinces. Family visit. So he'll be out of touch for a couple of weeks and we're not going to bother him. New fatherhood and all that stuff. So here we are. It's three of us. We're going to talk about the Bruins. I think I should mention that we're on the Crowworthy podcast network. Although I might have messed up and not actually got us on that network last week, but we'll figure it out. And we're here to talk about the Boston Bruins. Since we last spoke... There have been games, like actual games, and it's been very exciting. We had a game on Wednesday night against the Capitals down in Washington. And then last night was the home opener at the TD Garden, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. But uh, what are your first impressions on the the team with the two games, don't get into specifics. We'll talk about the games a little more specifically, but what's your first impressions, Tim? My first impressions would be that I think, uh, Linus Ulmark looked good in general. I think the team's scoring, they're getting the secondary scoring. They, they're getting that in the first couple games here. They've scored 11 goals in two games and they've had 10 different goal scorers. So wow. that's fun. Um, I, I enjoy that. I love, the spacing is great with that. They have a few guys with multiple points on the year. Krejci and Poster both leading the way with four points. So that's a good thing. I, I just think everything looks good right now. Like, despite not having, you know, Grizz, McAvoy, and Martian. They look good. It's nice to it's nice to beat. It was nice to beat Washington just because they're annoying as hell, and it's always fun beating them. And well, Arizona is Arizona, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm impressed with the first two games. I did not expect them to look as good as they did. All right, Nick, what do you think? You know, for just general observations. The first thing that, you know, we'll start from least exciting to most exciting in my list here. So number okay. three, least exciting thing that's still cool. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about this team that this actually could be a better season than last season, which I yeah, I was unsure of. But no, I'm optimistic at that. That, is, that can be the case. Number two, this team looks like it wants to score. And that's awesome. And uh, the, my top impression, this team is fun and lovable. <laughs> fun and lovable. And 
really the purpose of professional sports is it's entertainment. And so if a team is fun and lovable, lovable, man, that's, that's, that, that's, we're, we're, we're lucky. This is going to be a great year. They might rival the 2018, 2019 team for fun and lovableness in that respect. Yeah. Cause that was a fun, lovable team. And then they went to the Stanley cup final. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see all the goals. It's fun to see the players actually looking like they're enjoying it. They're feeling the games. They're having a good time. You know, all of that stuff. The only real negative that I have here, guys, not that I want to be negative. I'm glad they put up 11 goals. I'm glad that they've only somehow or another allowed five. But if I'm going to be ticky tacky here, it's the whole, it's the, 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 very risky defensive game that they're playing here in that they're pushing all the guys up and they're allowing space for the opposing team to make it up the ice when they miss a pass, when they don't contain the puck in the zone. And so I, that I hope will shore up a little bit more, but I just, I worry a little bit about that, especially last night's game. There were a couple of moments where it's like, you should not have allowed that goal. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't Swayman necessarily. One was on Swayman, but the, the other things were basically like, oh, you allowed a breakaway on a short, uh, short-handed effort. So, you know, so they, they need to, to figure that stuff out, but otherwise it's fun. I love seeing 11 goals in two games. I love that you just, you beat the Capitals outright. Uh, I don't love that you let the Coyotes stay in that game, but uh such is life. It's it's an 82-game slog, and you're not going to have it all together by game two. Mm-hmm. I have actually some breaking news here. Oh, okay. Brad Marchand is practicing with the team for the first time this season, and he's in a normal sweater. Oh, my God. What? According to Steve Conroy of the Boston Herald. And my boy Steve is never wrong. A, a regular sweater. That's what he says. That is very exciting. Because that like means a, he like can... What kind he... of regular sweater? Is it like Mr. Roger style? <laughs> or is it like... No... I, mean, I, I find that's the bigger part of the story. He's playing hockey in a... Like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all... Um, you know... Brad Marchand might be more like Mr. Robinson rather than Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old school reference yeah. for you. Uh, <laughs> it is certainly exciting. It does not mean very much right now because we saw Grizz has been like in a non, I mean, in a, in a regular sweater for a couple, uh, for at least a week, at least a week. And he is not coming back too quickly. So they need to establish whether or not he can take contact at some point and then evaluate him from there. But Marshy also said he's going to take his time with this and make sure he's coming back right. So I don't blame him. Uh, but that is very exciting. Very, very exciting. So thank you. Another Tim, reason for optimism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Although I got to tell you, man, I love that checking line. All I love two thirds of it. I know, Tim. Oh. I know. I know. I know. I, I last night I said to Ben, I'm like, you know what? We have 
six checks on this team that I think it requires that we have at least two checks on the ice at all times. <laughs> Maybe three. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, Tim. I know it, it. Maybe someday you'll you'll let down your guard and you'll let love in. Maybe. Maybe I was I was talking to via the tweet machines here um, to uh, Lauren Willen, formerly Lauren Campbell, um, who does Boston stuff for Ness- for the Nesson website. And we, we've decided, I've decided that the one thing that could fix Zaka in my mind is if he loves scrubs. <gasps> and she said she's going to get to the bottom of it. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. I mean, at least like introduce him to scrubs if he doesn't know it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the one thing that could save him right now. Jakob Lauko is like really into the Lord of the Rings, so anything can happen. It's very true. Anything's possible. Right, right. We don't know. These guys, they could like lots of things. I I always love to know a little bit more about the players and about things that they like. So, you know, and I I love the little, you know, I love the content that they make and put on the, on, on Twitter and the various different things, you know, like the, uh, Asking the players who their ideal dinner dates would be, right? So, like, Bergeron had the perfect answer, which was his wife, right? Mm-hmm. But as Ben pointed out to me, Forbert had the second best and ideal answer. Not in, like, second and ranking, like, the other uh, ideal answer, which was Darla. Because <laughs> we all love Darla. I think Lauren likes Darla, too, doesn't she? Uh, yes, yes. I think, I think she definitely does. Darla, Darla is a favorite of many. Oh my God. I love Darla. Did you see, um, I cut you off, but did, did, did you see on the, uh, the social medias that when Forbert scored last night, they attribute the Boston Bruins social media attributed to Darla's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And he did it for Darla. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, well, I, you know what? Uh, last night, <laughs> there were a couple, at least a couple of shouts out to Darla when, uh, when he scored. It, it, we don't, we don't say, we don't say his name. We just go, Darla! <laughs> and somebody got a Darla jersey. They're like, they got the 28 jersey. They got it customized at the pro shop. And then it says Darla. And I was oh like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" I wish I had re- I wish I had thought of that first. I can't go do it now, but you know, I'm so glad that somebody did it out there because that is awesome. She is a very special girl, and I just love the fact that he adopted a senior rescue dog, and she's perfect, and everybody loves her. So, yes, I'm here to to enjoy and make Darla content. I mean, I I was like. I wonder if I cross-stitched a thing of Darla, like did a cross-stitch of Darla and gave it to him, how he would feel. I think he would oh, he probably love it. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I think he needs to know, like, we we appreciate him for all that he does, but we love Darla so much and he loves Darla so much. So, like, you know, it's like a shaking hands meme. We all love Darla. But anyway, 
I think uh, I hope that you come to to love Pavel Zaka, Tim. And if he loves Scrubs, I think that will be the best. But yeah, that, that's the only thing that it, you know. It's like, of course, we want Marshy back, but then we have to shift the lines up and, and make everything work after that. And it's going to be hard because there are going to be so many players that will be moved around, and it, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it, we're only two games in, and it's going to be hard. Oh well. Apparently, to Ty, according to Ty Anderson, Marshan is moving out there. So, apparently, he's looking pretty good on skates right now. I mean, he, he was looking pretty good at Tuka's wedding. He was dancing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all I can remember is think, looking at Tuka dancing, and I'm like, oh, that's a decision that you can make. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of looked like a goblin <laughs> but anyway well i'm glad but i i also don't want marshy to rush back because i think it would be like worse mm-hmm. honestly if he felt like he was ready and then he had a setback this team will hold it will hold without him so he should just definitely take his time. And just because he's in a regular sweater practicing right now doesn't mean he's not still in the same timeline of like sometime in November. Uh, he's training camp too. So you, you, you got to kind of factor that into his recovery is even if he's medically cleared, you, know, you still got to get the rhythm, the timing and just the rust off. Right. Of right. course. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I assume the timeline is still right around Thanksgiving or right around after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm sure that's probably still the timeline, but the fact that he's um, skating well, the fact that he's got the regular sweater on is good news for his progress. It means he could, he can progress like Nick said, like if this is training camp maybe and Mm -hmm. go that way rather than having to kind of wait back a little bit and be more, uh, hesitant if you have like a non-contact sweater on or something like that right 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 i didn't even think about the training camp aspect training camp in quotation marks that's probably the same thing that's going on with grizz right now he needs to go through the the rigors of that stuff before he can be really cleared to to play so all right okay well that's good i'm glad to hear about marcy being ever so much closer but again, I'll be a little bit sad when everything gets a little mixed up, but that's okay. Uh, mostly because I'm just enjoying the checking line. I think a lot of people are, except for Tim, only two thirds of it, but you know. All right. So that game on Wednesday night down in Washington, I was expecting the Bruins to win, but I was not expecting them to like basically dominate the game in the way that they did. And by dominate, I mean like they just never gave up the lead. Washington got close because two unanswered goals at that point. So they got, they got within one, but basically the Bruins were just like, nah, we're good. We want to win this game. And, uh, and we just had so much excitement from the usual cast. And I got to say that, that Lindholm empty net, even though like empty nets are what they are, from goal line to goal line, guys. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. When was the last time we saw that? Like, Chara did that. 
Sure. Yeah, that was a char special. Yeah. So it's good to see that we have other defensemen who can do that because accuracy is from that distance is not easy. <laughs> no. And and we've seen in the past how much the Bruins sometimes have struggled with the empty net goals. Um <laughs> where they kind of just seem to always just miss. But he, he was right on the line, man. He what a what a nice uh goal line to goal line goal. <laughs> you know, it's so funny when you said empty net goals and all I can think of is like Brandon Carlo even though the net wasn't officially vacated, he had a wide open net and he just toe picked. <laughs> yep. yep. And then he had a breakaway in this game. <laughs> he did. And it went about as you would expect from our boy, Man, Carlo. I was watching that, like, yeah, I knew my prediction of 10 goals for him was going to be a good one. He's going to score in the spring. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, look, at least he didn't embarrass himself, like, toe-picking uh, or falling yeah. down or whatever. He he at least took a shot, right? It didn't. Yeah. yeah, it didn't do anything. But, you know, he took a shot. So, like, look. He's not the guy that you maybe want or expect to come right out of the uh, penalty box and be your breakaway guy, but it was still a good moment. <laughs> it kept I'm them pretty, on their toes. I'm pretty sure if he had scored that goal, uh, there's something that's there's somewhere in the NHL rulebook that says the game has to end at that point. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're just like, okay, <laughs> you don't have it today. Game over. <laughs> I mean, it probably would have started a rebuild for Washington, like when Lucic hit um, Miller. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hang it up, boys. You're all done. Send the cap straight into rebuild mode. Yeah, Sabres haven't been the same since. <laughs> I know they haven't. You might have had to take away a goal or two from Ovechkin too. Just for a good yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. If Brandon Carlos scores on you guys in a on a breakaway from the penalty box, then you have to take away a goal from Ovechkin. Them's the rules. That's I mean, <laughs> seems seems like sound logic to me. So mm-hmm. Ovechkin starts the game, uh, starts the season off at negative one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I just want to hear the call of Ovechkin scores, and that's his zero goals on the year for Ovechkin this season. <laughs> you may remember that he was debited Scored a goal. Upon. Yeah, he was debited a goal when Brandon Carlo did the impossible, <laughs> scoring on a breakaway out of the penalty box. I, I got to say, I really enjoyed seeing the Capitals being beat. Uh, because I just don't like the Capitals. I don't really like La Violette. I don't like his coaching style. I just, everybody loves Ovechkin. Great. Go love him. I'm just all, I'm all done with that. And uh, it's just kind of fun to pick on them after all those years where the Bruins couldn't score on Holtby. You know what I mean? They couldn't score on that team. They couldn't win. And now it's just fun to just beat on them. That's what I love. And I'll I'll be honest, I forgot that Darcy Kempfer was their starting goalie. 
I didn't forget that because I, I did very much remember that they just said to the two younger goals, goalies, bye, Felicia. And then they were like, come on over, Darcy. Like, we've got a truck full of money for you. Darcy Kemper can be scored on. He can. And I don't think that this uh, Washington defense is the best version of themselves. There you go. But I'm really happy that the sentient boat shoe did not score in this game. This is true. Because I kept hearing his name and I kept going. But no scoring from him. So that was good. Now, I had put out on Twitter very late. So I didn't get the traction I wanted. Who was going to score the the first goal of the season by the Bruins? And I naturally thought Pasta. And I'm pleasantly surprised that not only was it Bergeron, but it was on a power play. Because remember last year, the power play was soul-suckingly awful at times. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, that is one of the benefits of not having Bruce Cassidy as your coach anymore because he was like I'm going to handle the power play and the power play was just not good. Now it's not no. to say it's perfect because they've they've scored twice in two games. That's that's pretty good considering the Bruins don't get that many penalties that go their way. But they really need somebody to quarterback the power play, the first power play unit and that's where we're missing Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, he he really kind of um, stood out with that last year. Didn't he have like 21 power play points last year or something like that? Yeah, something ridiculous. It was a lot. So he, yeah, he, they're they're missing him there. I kind of wish that uh, with like the injuries to the defense and stuff like that, we could see someone up in Boston like Jack Ashan um, to try to see how he would do running that power play one. But... Beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Right. I mean, we have Lindholm, and he is serviceable, and maybe he'll get better in this role. Because, I mean, remember, Lindholm is still kind of new in some respects. So it's like, you know, he was here for a short time at the uh, the end of the regular season. He was hurt. So it's still, he still has some time to develop some chemistry. Um but, you know, it would be nice to to have that. But, look, I'm not going to complain with two power play goals in two games so far. That's better. I mean, we went 0 for 29, uh, you know, towards the end of last season. It was, oh, God. Awful. It, yeah, was. it was really bad. It was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, Ben Ben said, "Hey, if we go through a big drought of uh goal scoring, especially on the power play, they should consider changing the goal song to Lizzo's About Damn Time." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm like just change the goal song to that right now. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's a good song. And I love Lizzo. Uh we all know that. Anyway, Bergeron, power play, Pasta and Krejci got assists. Pasta had a, what, four-point night that night? Krejci had a three-point night. They both scored goals. It was just beautiful. And Krejci's goal, Pasta got got a third assist that night, and Zaka got an assist on that, too. I mean, I just, oh, this team is going to be so fun to watch. It really is. Oh, also, uh, in that first game, Taylor Hall's goal, 
he was so pumped to score that goal. Mm-hmm. The celebration after, he was ecstatic. And it was it was so it was for whatever reason that that um celebration s- stood out to me in the game just because he was absolutely enthused to be a goal scorer that night. You know, I noticed that too. Um, and I wonder if it was because he took a bad penalty earlier in the game, or if he took two, honestly. But and he was just kind of happy to redeem himself. Tried to think like, what's the, what's going through the player's head right now? That's what I like to to do sometimes. So much in the game. I just think that this team is feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's just like it's it's really exciting to be on a team that feels really good that feels like comfortable and happy to be around each other and i think the demeanor in this team is a lot different than it was last year when taylor hall was a full-time bruin for the first time now it's like we've got crazy and how can you not be excited about that because when he when martian does come back taylor hall is going to be playing with crazy who he had some chemistry with right so this is exciting. It's 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 important. Okay, this may be the most relevant team that Taylor Hall has ever been part of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because on the Oilers, he that team was a mess. He was a mess from reports, rumors that he was going out to all hours and whatever, and he was just he had checked out. He goes to Jersey. He he has an MPV uh, MVP. MPP, yeah. MVP year down in Jersey, and but that team is not relevant, you know. Um, he gets traded to Arizona, or he goes to Arizona, and it's just like, well, <laughs> it's Arizona. Well, to be fair, they they were like almost in playoff contention at that point. They had some pun from some player that was on their team with Hall, too. It was like a Hall and Oates pun, but I don't know who the other player is. I don't remember. Yeah, but that was a short period of time because then they quickly became irrelevant the next year. And it's like, they're just like, Taylor Hall, are you going to sign here? He's like, I don't know. And then he went he went to the Sabres. And it was just like, I mean, we heard reports later that he wanted to be with the Bruins, but they couldn't clear the space or whatever they just didn't come back in time and he was just like i gotta sign so he signed with the sabers and that didn't work i mean that that guy had like no points there and then uh, eichel that, that whole team fell apart so this team even though he was here last year you know it, we were going out uh, going with the fallout from creechy not resigning and it the team it despite winning 51 games last year Things were a little bit of a mess at times. So mm-hmm. everybody's feeling it. Everybody's feeling it. So good for Hall. You know what? You score a goal. And it was the, the game winner. The game winning goal right there. He didn't know it at the time. He couldn't know it at the time. But it was. And it ended up being it. Um. So yeah. Be jazzed about it. Be excited. Good for him. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I was happy for him. And I mean... I think I think I mentioned it in the first our first episode this season, where the demeanor of everyone just seems so different this year than last. Um, they just seem to be everyone just seems happier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bergie's face when he entered camp this year was different than it was last year. He seemed jazzed and excited. He was super happy that Krejci's back. I think everybody's happy about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. 
I'm I'm happy. I think I was a little down on this team, especially after firing Cassidy, but I'm working my way back. And so far, so good. It looks like the right decisions were made and the right people were brought in. Yep. Both, you know, in terms even like the player personnel. It's a, it's a fun team. It is. It is a fun team. I love it. Yeah. So good win. Uh, only bad thing that happened is that Jake DeBrusque went down with an injury. For all we know right now is that it's a up. It's labeled as an upper body injury, and it's his left arm. So I think it's his wrist, but it could be anywhere from the shoulder down. Um, I. But yeah, when he came out last night, he had his hand in his pocket. And people swore that they saw something on his wrist, like some kind of brace or something. But Montgomery said he'll be back sooner than they thought. So, oh, that's good. Uh, and he went down, and he went down pretty hard in in the corner there. Not a bad hit, just landed awkwardly. So, uh, whatever. Jake will take the time that he needs. We have plenty of people to fill in right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, that might not be the case later in the season, but it is right now. Okay, so let's go to last night's game. The The Bruins had a couple of days off in between. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say one last thing. Last night, did team introductions. I clap for everybody. I clap for all this, the coaching staff and the massage therapist and everybody it, because they're all part of the team. So it's very exciting. I hope that Krejci was very, very excited and happy from the the applause, the standing ovation, really, that he got from everybody in the garden. Because, like, I feel like he, he got cheered for, like, the most of everybody. Because everybody's just jazzed that he's back. It was an exciting night. It was fun to see everybody back. And uh, while I, I disagree with how the Bruins do their opening night things, because I think they could do it with a little more fanfare and a little more panache, it's still fun and exciting to see the uh, opening introductions and, and stuff. So I don't really know what was seen on TV. I, I Not to brag, I was there at the game last night, and that is why I feel like my body has undergone some trauma today, and I did not drink, so... <laughs> the seats man they're so uncomfortable not to brag but uh tennessee beat alabama last night oh but this is a hockey podcast so well I I, you know what ben and i had uh gone out to dinner before the game which we were able to do so so that was really nice and then we did see part of that game and i was like i hope tennessee pulls this out because i'm so sick of bama oh yeah it was a, the second half of that game was unreal it was back and forth it was exciting football. And um, after, obviously, after the game, Tennessee storms the field. The fans storm the field. The, the goalpost came down. Well, they carried the goalpost out of the stadium. They carried the goalpost to a bar. And then the goalpost ended up in some river. So, <laughs> Tennessee River. So, yeah. Um, I guess uh, if there's any new listeners out there, or even if some older listeners so yeah if you follow me on twitter i tweet a lot about wake forest football as well because i live in winston-salem we've been a wake forest fan all my life but most people don't know this about me i actually attended the university of tennessee for a few years so i i, I will always have a soft spot for tennessee 
call me a fair weather fan, but hey, I'm wearing my Tennessee hat today. All right. You can root for whomever you want to root for, for and whatever reason. The colleges, you can root for a lot of teams because there's a lot of colleges out there. Yep. I mean, I went to URI and I just found out last year they have a hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I knew they had an ice arena, but their hockey team is very low division stuff, you know, uh, yeah. because like here in the Northeast, there are hockey teams, but they are not in those rankings. So, uh, no, URI is, uh, they also have a football team. I knew that, but the football stadium is, it's not really a stadium. <laughs> and, uh, to tell you the truth, I, uh. I'm not a big basketball fan, but when Rhodey gets into the, the tournaments, then I'm like, I root for them because it's my, my team, right? Right. And you know, sports are fun, right? They are Except fun. Except when they hurt your feelings and you cry. They make us irrational. It's okay. Yep. That's the whole point of, of sports. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you cheer for the highs, you get low with the lows and you're irrational all throughout. So, and I, I like the fun sides of sports. I think sports should be whatever you make them, but they should be fun. You should be Absolutely. having some fun. Like this year with the Patriots, I have no expectations. So it's like, I'm just watching the games and I'm just going, Hey, they won or, Oh, they lost. And Whatever. In between. You know what I mean? Don't really care. Mm -hmm. The Bruins, I'm just like, I want them to do something because they were so close a few years ago. I just, I want them to do something. This might not be the year, though. That's fine. Whatever. So, you know what? I'm just going to try to just enjoy it as, as we go along. That's it. That's it. I mean, obviously, if I didn't love the Bruins, I wouldn't be doing a podcast for, of them. I might do another podcast of something else, but, you know, here we are. Last night's game. I mean, uh, last night's game annoyed me in the fact that we kept letting Arizona back into it. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's like, I, I don't want to say that Arizona completely sucks because that's not true. They are not the Canadians or the have uh, or the uh, Leafs. <laughs> but no, um, seriously, I, I don't want to say that they suck because, you know, they, they tend to be, um, you know, maybe not one of the, the better teams in the league. Every team can, has the ability to fight uh, for things, but you know, the Bruins in the past have always let these teams back into games and take over. And that's annoying. Yeah, very. I mean, they they play down. They play. It's been a problem for a while. They play down to their competition, which is not. It's generally not a good thing. They scored a power play goal and a shorthanded goal. The shorthanded one is the little more disturbing one to me because you should have that down. And Gustav Bear is not the guy that. You think of as the speed demon who's mm -hmm. going to score the shorty on you? No, so, yeah, he's not. You know, it's like, uh, what game, which one was it? Um, I think it was the brown one where it was just like, they needed to clear the zone. They failed to do that. Uh, so you had defensemen out of position, but you had at least one of the defensemen, I think it was Zaboral, who could have cleared the puck and didn't. So rookie mistake, we'll say, but you shouldn't have allowed that goal. 
you shouldn't have allowed a shorthanded goal. I'll, I'll add this with the defense playing uh, more up tempo an injury to your defense during a game is becomes a bigger deal because, well, there's only six defensemen dressed per game anyway, which I actually think is too little. You know, I, I think if I could make one minor rule change, I would allow teams to dress two more players and for them to be presumably defensemen. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So you're missing your a top pairing defensemen. I mean, uh, because of injuries right now, uh, Carlo being out. And uh, it showed in the second period, I think, with some fatigue. Right. In-game, I did not see what had happened to Carlo. So I and I was just focusing on the other things. I wasn't really focusing on specific players as much as I usually do. That got by me. I, I mean, I noticed that they were switching up the defense and I didn't quite understand what was going on. Obviously, Carlo in the latter part of the first period got hit along the glass and his head snapped back into the, the glass. So not, it was not a bad hit. It was just his, the way his body re- uh, reacted to the hit. Yeah. Unfortunate result to a, a clean hit. Exactly. There we go. See, Tim knows what, he, what I'm talking about. Um, Very succinct. Thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah. So it's just, uh, it's unfortunate because I swear to God, he's had at least one concussion every season. That would make this like the seventh one. I'm beginning to worry about my boys to boys. Ugh, I feel bad for him. And that defense was just kind of a struggle bus at times after that because they've got Lauko who's playing with, uh, not Lauko. I'm sorry. That's not the right word. Um, the Borl. Zaboral. Yeah. So many checks. So many checks. Uh, yeah. Zaboral was playing with like Cliffy or something. And then he was playing with, uh, with, with Riley. And it's just like, uh, this dude needs some consistency. Eventually they were starting to just like, Hey, uh, Lindholm played the entire third period. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, fine. Um, man, that, that guy earned that guy earned his pay last night for sure. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he probably just like just shrugged a little bit. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I will uh, talk about this in my future travel show after I retire. <laughs> Watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, so he's a very interesting man, and sure, let's make him play the entire third period. Sounds that sounds fair. But you know, you had Mike Riley who wondered why he got sent down to Providence and then recalled uh when they put Marshy in uh and uh Charlie McAvoy on IR. Yeah, Riley, the defending part is not necessarily your strong point. And that, and you're a defenseman. (laughs) Yeah, literally the name of your job is in the position you play and you don't do it very well. So, like, something's up there. Like, play some defense. Like, geez louise. You know, he he can be good at, like, doing poke checks. And if he's farther up the ice away from his goal, he plays defense better. 
but when he's around his goal, no. <laughs> yeah, he's he's awful. They say down low. He's awful at defending down low. Yeah, I've noticed what he does a lot of times too is, well, because he's out, he gets himself out of position. He drops down off his feet a lot, and that's just like that's giving up. Yeah, you're just like that's a hail mary. Let me try something and hope it works. And um, it doesn't like ninety nine point eight percent of the time. I mean, Forbert does that a fair amount, but it works for him. It's because Forbort. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you selectively do it and situationally do it, and you kind of know the situation. You can you can make it work, it, like if you don't situationally do it and you don't know what's going on, like ninety eight percent of the time, then it's not going to yeah. work. And I feel like that's Riley. He kind of, I feel like the hockey IQ isn't there with him. I was say, yeah, Riley's hockey IQ, especially down low, very bad. Darla's dad is using his hockey IQ to he, he's he, when he drops down low. He's blocking the pass. He's blocking the passing lane and blocking the shot. When Riley gets down low, it's because he has no clue what to do. Right, and I think that's just the the different philosophies on defense, right there. It's true. Because a defensive defenseman knows when to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's what forward is. Um, and by the way, I think that he practices with Darla. Darla keeps him aware of how to move his body in that way. Because oh, she's 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 a she's a low rider, that's what it is. So he's got to defend against that. <laughs> I knew I was going to bring Darla back into it, and you brought her in too. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, you don't want Mike Riley to have more time in his defensive zone. <laughs> no, and no. and and Zaboral, I don't want to knock him too much because I think he honestly is still kind of learning on the job a little bit because he hasn't had like even a full year up and I really do think he's going to have a great year but you know I'm not asking him to figure it all out in game two right so I'm not I'm not putting a lot on him there but it's like if you're going to exhaust Lindholm and uh, Carlo's knocked out and Cliffy is mm, Cliffy and in mm-hmm. Forbert, you don't want to have him on the ice all the time either because you're going to have a lot of penalty moments. So you need to keep him a little fresher for that stuff. So, yeah. So it's no wonder that, as Tim told us before, they called up another defenseman who's practicing with the team. Right, Tim? Uh, Yeah. Uh, was it Dan Renouf? Yep. And oh, yeah, I know him. He's a Umaine Black Bear great. Um, so my my Umaine Bruins brand has never been stronger. Mm. Let's put it that way. Um, is he is he the captain and, of the Providence Bruins? Ooh, I should know this because I watched both of their games this weekend and I have no clue. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? You talk. I'm gonna look. Um. But yeah, he's practicing. Um. Kind of kind of weird that he's the one that gets the first call up a lot of people thought it might be Carrick Wisman played really well for them um, in their first 
Visman, he played very well for them in their uh, first game. But it's gonna it's 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 Renouf that gets the uh, the first call up there, and they need it. Uh, hopefully, Strawman's visa issues get sorted out, and he he can play. But apparently, that's why he's unable to play at this point. Um, I think Montgomery said that the processing or whatever has not been the most expedient. Um, so uh, he is still signed. He is going to be on the team. He just needs to clear up his, his visa stuff. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. That is so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's odd. I mean, presumably he's not a Swedish spy or anything like that. So, like, it, it'll get it'll get figured out. It's just, it's odd to have those issues at the beginning of the season. I imagine once he gets the issues figured out, though, he'll be in there. I think he played a lot with Lindholm during training camp, if I'm not mistaken. So, I assume that would be the pairing there, Lindholm and Strawman, once Strawman gets those visa issues figured out. They played together during the preseason, and Montgomery liked what he saw. So, I mean, I think that that'll work. That's fine. Uh, it It is Josiah Didier, who is the captain of the Providence oh, that Bruins. Sense. That makes sense. I knew it was a defenseman. I just didn't remember which defenseman. That's all. Didier's been with them for couple years now so that kind of makes sense yeah i feel so bad i have not seen the p bruins uh in person in a long time i have to change that this season so but anyway yeah they the p bruins looked good in their first game it was a fun game to watch i'm pretty sure fabian lysel scored so that was cool yeah if people want to watch him there are ways that you can do it and you don't have to necessarily go to providence so just saying and uh Keith Kincaid was in net for the Bruins their opening night, and he stopped 42 of 43 shots. Woo! So. Wow. He looked looked very good. Yeah. I mean, it's not good that they allowed that many shots, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great that they allowed that many, but it's good that he, uh, it's good that he made the stops that he did, and I believe I saw that Kaiser is going to be in that for today's game. Okay. So. Yeah. You know what? I think I was looking at something last night about the Bruins and the Coyotes and the Coyotes had a complete total of 24 shots on goal. And I think that's what the Bruins had in the third period. (laughs) Yeah. The Bruins had 43 shots on goal last night. The fact that they only scored six only. I say, uh, uh, 43 shots. Uh, last week, I think one of the two of you predicted that the home opener could be a quota game. I did, yes. I, t- I did. Yeah, I thought about that last night. I'm like, I know that somebody did. It's probably Tim. It could have been Nick. I'm not sure. But there you go. I mean, I wish that you had made a bet uh, because you won. <laughs> I know, I should have. Um, that's... That's the one thing I will say with the third period. It stinks that the Bruins let 
uh, Arizona back into it all those times. But once the game got to 3-3, the Bruins are like, oh, yeah, we're the Boston Bruins. This is the Arizona Coyotes. Let's go ahead and make sure this doesn't end badly. And it didn't. Right. Last night, we had a goal waved off because of goaltender interference. Yeah, the Lauco one. Yeah, and it was such a shame because it was Lauco. It would have been his first NHL goal, but got waved off because Felino's skate went into, what's his name? Their goalie, who has a complicated name. Oh, that starts with like a V. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. You know, it's funny. They showed the two pictures of the two goalies on the, the board. They're like starting goalies. And I'm like, were they separated at birth? Because they look a lot alike. <laughs> Swayman and this, uh, I can't remember his name. I can never say it anyway. They look very similar. And I think it's kind of hilarious that you have two goalies that look so close. I'm going to say his name. I'm going to find it. Uh, uh, Vimelka? Vimelka. Vimelka. Yes. Because it's got a a J in it, but I'm pretty sure it's a silent J. Vimelka. Carol Vimelka. Yeah. So they look very similar. I thought it was very funny. But last night, Lauko had that goal taken away. Nick Foligno may have been pushed. I think he was pushed into the, the, the skate, but... They had to call it back. And it's like, I didn't, I couldn't tell until they showed the overhead. When they showed the overhead shot on the scoreboard, I'm like, ah, yeah, they're going to call it. it, it, Yep. It should be called back. It's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's going to get called back. They call it all the time. It's all right. Whatever. But you hate to see it. Uh, But last night started off again on the power play, scoring with the power play with Zaka from Felino and Smith. Felino had a two-point night last night, guys. Proving me wrong. If he had a fight, he would have had a Gordie Howe hat trick. So it's just a shame. It was Trent Frederick who did the fighting. It was Trent. Yeah. Trent had a point, too. Yes. Yes, he did. The next goal. Coil from uh, from Freddie and Greer. Greer had a three-point night. It was really nice. We'll get to him in a minute. Then you had uh, Keller score in the second on the power play. And then the goal was waved off in between that goal and the Felino goal. Uh, Felino had a goal from Clifton. That was really nice. The Bruins barely held on to their lead at that point until they gave up the lead in the third. Josh Brown. Fucking Josh Brown. Ha. Old pal. Uh-huh. Joshy. Yeah. Uh, he scored. Uh, then it was Gosses Bear with a shorthanded goal. That sucked. Then you had Darla! Derek Forbert with his first goal of the year from Krejci and Zaka. Krejci's had at least a point in both these games, which is wonderful. And then Greer. It was the Greer show after that. Greer from Lindholm. Greer from Coyle with the empty net. Uh, and Coyle was just basically serving it up to him. Greer was so happy. So happy when he scored. Oh, he was pumped. Kissed the bee. Uh, very excited. I. It's hard for me not to root for a guy like Greer. He's been through some struggles last year. He was scoring it up in, uh, you know, with uh, whoever the team. It's like the Albany Devils. Is that it? Was that uh, the um, the AHL team for the uh, Devils? Mm. 
Albany. Um, no. It's the Utica Comets now? Yeah, the Utica Comets. Okay. Well, the Utica Comets, he was doing such a great job with them, and then he just didn't get the call-ups that he wanted to get last year. He got called up for a little bit, but he just never got promoted to the regular roster. So he's excited. He is having this moment, and he's going to enjoy it. And I think it's really important for the regular roster players here who've had success to bring other players in on that. Younger players who have struggled and who are just making this roster for the first time, if they have a chance to score, let them score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three points on the night for Greer. What an exciting night. You know, he also went to BU for a period of time. So, like, you know, the city will love him. It, the crowd roared. It was great. So, great for him. Want to see more success for him because of his struggles. So, yeah. You know, it's like uh, we've talked about some people who really feel like, well, if somebody's down in the AHL, they deserve the, you know, for a long time, you know, they, they deserve the call. No, it's got to be merit-based. Okay. And if for some reason you're being overlooked, that uh, that's, even though you should be called up, that's pretty shitty. So I'm glad that uh, he made the team right out of camp. So good for him. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him. So yeah, here he is. I mean, all in all, like the Bruins, when they decided they, they were like, we want to win this game. They won the game. Mm-hmm. That's good. We're not going to have that all the time. And we're just going to have to go with it. It'll be fine. But uh, very exciting first couple of games. Love seeing it. I am ready for more hockey. And guess what? We get more hockey this week, guys. Did you know that? Lots more, in fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We get four games this week, guys. Yeah. Four. Starting tomorrow night. When Florida comes to town, 7 p.m. at the TD Garden, I don't know what Florida's going to be this year because, like I said last week, it's like they, they built up their team last season and then it seems like, oh, they tore it all down. They're going to rebuild. It's very weird. I don't I don't know what to think. So um, I haven't really paid attention to what they've done in the last week, but uh, we'll see what they They're are tomorrow night. as well. Oh, yep, they're 2-0 as well, so it'll be a battle of the undefeated. Oh my goodness, that's going to be so exciting. And then we're going to see Ottawa on Tuesday because back-to-backs are so fun. Uh, everybody's been playing a back-to-back in the last week. It's kind of crazy. Like, what's going on with the schedule-making guys? But whatever. Um, I guess started out early this way instead of like in the middle of the season, you have back-to-backs all the time. Yeah, so they'll be up in Ottawa on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. This will be the first time we see the new Ottawa Senators uh, with Alex DeBrincat and uh, Claude Giroux. I know he says Claude, but I can't can't say Giroux without saying Claude. Claude Giroux. Um, That's how it should be pronounced, damn it. Hometown boy, he's going to be back there. They're 0-2 to start the year, so they're looking for their first win. I was hoping they would beat the Leafs last night, but that didn't happen. It did not. You can't win against the Leafs if you score a goal, guys. Come on. <laughs> you got to score more because uh, the Leafs aren't that good. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you hear that the Leafs put Murray on IR already? 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. So they called up the other guy, Calgren. I don't know what his name is. Anyway, he's up. Then on Thursday night, the Bruins are back home welcoming in the Ducks from Anaheim at 7 p.m. I don't know. I haven't been looking where these games are going to be broadcast. That's Nesson. Okay. I don't think any of these are national games, are they? Nope. Looks like Nesson's getting the full slate. Nobody wants to see this Ottawa game, no. And then on um, Saturday, oh, you know this is not my favorite. Oh, it's a huge manatee game on Saturday when they welcome in the Minnesota Wild. Or, uh, uh, yeah, you know how I I'm going to miss this. that one. Are you? That though? one's on NHL Network. Uh, yeah, it is. And on Nesson, too. That, uh, that day I got uh, day three of a hockey tournament followed by uh, a Wake Forest football game I'll be attending. I am also going to miss this one because I have a um, funeral. So. Oh, whoa. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then um, I am also going to be, after that, I'm going to be uh, going up to Vermont. It's going to be a crazy weekend for me. Mm. We'll figure it out. But yeah, so I might be able to catch a replay, but I will not be able to see the thing at the time. And that's okay, because we all know how I feel about the wild. The mild. Uh, Well, they're not the mild anymore, but because they actually are doing things, but I still don't want to watch them. (laughs) Right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, looking at this schedule this week, if the Bruins play like they should be playing, I want to say that they're going to go three and one. I think that they're going to have problems against the Wild. I think they'll figure out Florida. They, they should beat the, the Senators. The Senators are, are getting closer, but they're not there yet. Yeah, but it's the second half of a back-to-back. That's always tough, especially when it's going from home to road. I, I, I'd say they probably get. I want to say they go two one and one. We'll okay, say. all right, that's fine. I think five point. I think five points, five out of eight, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, th- by no means is that a bad thing. I'd say I say they go two one and one, get five points, and that would be a successful week in my eyes. I think they're going to have six points, and I'm going to just say three wins and one loss. That's what I'll say. What do you think, Nick? Two and two. Okay. All right. That's fair. Four points. All right. Yep. Okay. I hope we all remember this next week. (laughs) The listeners will. I I should actually write that down. So it's like, let me write that down. So Tim said two, one, and one. I said three and one. And uh, Nick said two and two all right cool we'll see what happens next week uh it listeners if you have any predictions you know where to find us and that would be on twitter at barely on topic on facebook at barely on ponta uh barely on bonta what what was that i know <laughs> oh my god last night i was whipping out the french after the game but yes uh on uh on barely on topic at barely on topic podcast that's where you can find us on on facebook Woo boy all right and you can listen to us just about anywhere that's where i'm gonna leave that you know do you guys have any 
parting thoughts? No, just just that. Um, be excited about the team. Be happy. Be optimistic. It's sports are meant to be fun. Yeah. Wow, Tim has emerged victorious from the darkness that is the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, no, no dark and brooding about the Bruins today. All going two and zero to start the year. I, I can't, I can't say anything negative about the team right now. So, be right. happy, be optimistic, enjoy the games. Very good. Uh, Very. Be happy, be healthy. Cheerios. All right. I think Tim's telling uh, Nick's telling you to eat Cheerios. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's fun. Things are only going to get better, and that's hard to imagine because they're not terrible right now. So, wow, I seem like the most pessimistic to both of them. My head hurts. My body hurts can't believe how much my body hurts after going to a game but to uh to sit in the td garden is to know my pain (laughs) (laughs) that's the way i look at it and uh yeah you know what if you work out and stuff you never have to do a leg day if you go to the the td garden because you're going to get your legs squished together you know so you're going to do that like whole you know uh leg abducting i guess abducting i don't know which one it is uh and then you're gonna have to go down a bunch of stairs so there you go you do like days when you go to the bruins games yeah enjoy it have a good week you can find us individually i'm i'm changing everything up guys you can find us individually on twitter uh at uh am i going first oh my goodness i'm going to actually say it correctly at VA from RI. Whew. Whew. Wow. Correctly. I know. It doesn't happen. I am at, it doesn't happen at all. So, I mean, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> listeners. This is, I'm like, I'm you, you, witnessed, you witnessed history here today. But if you notice, I, I kind of paused a little bit because I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did notice that. <laughs> I am at Tim A. Richardson. You know, I'm still going to push my LinkedIn on you. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Let's connect. Talk, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, some business opportunities at, at Nick <laughs> Which is coincidentally his Twitter handle as well. It is. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, by the way, also, if you contact me, uh, if you contact us at Barely on Topic on Twitter, you're usually talking to me. Uh, so, you know, either, or that one, I can tell you I couldn't tell you the, the, the Facebook one, but I could tell you the Twitter one and I couldn't, I could barely tell you my, my regular handle on Twitter because I am, uh, I made it and I don't remember it. And it's very easy because it involves my name, which is a state name and the, you know, the place where I am originally from, (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard. Anyway, Tim, you want to take us out? 